Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The story of teenage climate activist Greta Thunberg is told through a compelling never-before-seen footage in this intimate documentary from Swedish director Nathan Grossman. Starting with her one-person school strike for climate justice outside the Swedish parliament, Grossman follows Greta, a shy student with Asperger's, in her rise to prominence and her galvanizing global impact as she sparks school strikes around the world. The film culminates with her astonishing wind-powered voyage across the Atlantic to speak to the UN Climate Action Summit in New York City. And with that, I'd like to bring into our conversation the director and cinematographer of I Am Greta, and that would be Nathan Grossman. Nathan, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much for being here. This is something that is such an immense issue in the future of humanity and, and for all of us to see it so beautifully rendered, her life and how she is such a, a young woman who really doesn't want this the spotlight. She doesn't want the notoriety. And yet she has taken it upon herself to do what she can. And that is what comes across in this documentary film. Tell me a little bit about how you got to know Greta and how you were able to achieve such a level of intimacy in her life. It's just a remarkable look at her and her life. Yeah, but like many documentary films, it actually started with a tip. Uh, a friend of mine knew her family a little bit and told me that she was going to do some kind of a small strike outside the Swedish government for the Swedish election. Uh, and this was in August uh, 2018. And, and, and Greta was, you know, totally unknown. But uh, I spoke to my uh, boss and we discussed it a little bit and felt like it would be worth doing a recce uh, one or two days to see if she was of any interest. Um, so I went to the street and, and you know, I, I told her that, uh, as I think it's very important as, as a documentarian to, to point out that I might not be here for long, because if it, if, you know, I, I, I look to the viewfinder to understand if, if stories work and, and sometimes it's just a day. Uh, but she was very humble and understood that and said, you know, I, I, could, I could film as long as I didn't interfere with the activism and she was sitting there. So, so I, 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 I kind of stepped away a little bit and started filming. How, how did you react after the first day of shooting? I first reacted to feel her, like her feeling fairly, fairly shy. Um, but it was so interesting kind of during the, that day when bypassers started yeah. to, to kind of speak to her. And on you know, the sign, it said school strike for climate, which means school strike for climate. And of course, people reacted to that. And we, oh, what does that mean? You know, and, and, and she was so kind of good at discussing this issue with people and the way she kind of took this huge issue down to something understandable and powerful and striking uh, it was amazing but of course then after those first like one or two shooting days when i just then decided to kind of continue a little bit more i, I still felt you know it's a domestic piece and you know it's, it's maybe something for the, for the nordics in a sense um it wasn't until uh, the winter of, of, of 2018 when suddenly the strikes kind of spread to Australia and Belgium and, and tens of thousands of children were going with signs where it said, you know, I stand with Greta, that I understood that this was, you know, uh, this was going to, to be like an international feature film. 
and also to put a note on that was also the first time when I clicked the camera up to 4k resolution because I was saving memory cards <laughs> all the way there because I felt that it, you know ah, why why uh, why bother for me the the thing that best uh, exemplifies that first day of shooting was the woman there's a little bit older woman who came up to her and said why aren't you in school which is a fairly reasonable thing to say to a child who's sitting a young girl sitting there in the in that situation and then her reaction as she walks away and i think that's sort of that interaction kind of underscores all of the challenges that that not just greta not just greta is facing but we in the world are facing in this it's easy because it's such an issue of of such importance and it is such an enveloping sort of issue to wrap your mind around it's easy to just say i can't do anything about this it has to be a whole bunch of other people but that moment for me really encapsulates so much of what the film is about yeah and i i don't want to point fingers at you mike uh, but in a sense it's, it's interesting because it also shows this very interesting generational divide that is maybe not the main narrative of the film, but definitely a thread that kind of really runs through the film and also runs through this issue. Because when you look at kind of gallops and you see how people react to climate change, young people are generally much, much more concerned, of yeah. course, because they are the ones who are going to kind of spend their lives in that future. And they, they feel that, you know, everything needs to be done, whilst older people tend not to have that kind of idea in the, in the same kind of broad sense. And I think that situation where this very young girl then Greta on the street and this older woman has that discussion early on in, in, in this kind of cold small place in Sweden. I think it says a lot as a metaphor for kind of what discussions that we have at, at a global level yeah. where older people maybe uh, haven't really kind of understood uh, that this is something that will affect you know their children and grandchildren and that that matters a lot even though they might not be the ones will experience the most kind of grim days of climate change. Absolutely. And at the risk of sounding a little bit defensive, I was speaking in more of the royal we than I was about myself. But yes, absolutely. No, this is <laughs> this is uh this is true. And one of the things that comes across in this documentary is just how how wonderfully blunt she is about when she talks about this. In every situation where she was in front of a, a large gathering of whether it was just people who were in a in a demonstration in a protest uh, situation or when she's speaking to parliament she's so blunt and she's so she crystallizes these things down to their essence which is and I, I could cite a number of examples in the film but that honesty and that um, that ability for a 15 year old 16 year old to be able to speak in that way to a gathering of some of the most prestigious groups in the entire world is remarkable it is truly remarkable. And I, I know it comes from, uh, you know, this place in her, of uh, this commitment she has, but what is it about her that gives her that? Yeah, but I, I, I think... Is that back um, to the same, what you were saying earlier? Just that this is this is a, a, a something that you just can't get away from if you're... If you're... No, but I, I, think, I think really that the bluntness is, is a very big part of, of, of why Greta has been able to to kind of speak so clearly on this issue. Because if we kind of really look at climate change and we also kind of rewind a little bit to, to see what has happened, this is an issue that we've been discussing at least in Sweden for, I don't know, 30, 40 years, you know. 
Um, and we've been very good at saying things about it and talking about it, right. but not acting. And Greta, not only because she's young, but also she has this Asperger's syndrome, which sometimes makes you not that interested in, in you know, chit chat and talk. Uh, you, you're very fixated on the kind of discrepancy but, but between what people say and what they do. Uh, and when it comes to climate change as an, as an issue, that might be the biggest issue where we're doing that to the most kind of weird ways. And also the implications of those discrepancy between saying a thing and, and doing something else, it, the implications becomes very big. And I think Greta was good at pointing that out. Uh, and, and the world uh, around her, I think, suddenly kind of felt for the issue much more when they understood uh, that, you know, oof, Jesus, we've, we've spent so many years just talking. Now it's time for action. Right. Uh, and I think definitely that comes down to, to her youth uh, and also to, to some extent to her diagnosis. And just to your point, ExxonMobil in 1978 recognized that the impact of carbon in the atmosphere was going to eventually have dire consequences for the environment. So it, to speak to that point, we've known for yeah, 40 plus years that this was something that was is coming and, and yet we choose, we choose seems seemingly to not do anything about it. And in the film, we see her on a number of occasions in this sort of these vulnerable moments in the film where she is really, she says out loud, this is, I'm role, I feel like these people are role playing. They're just, this is a pretend game that they're doing with me. And I think back on a couple of President Macron in France, I feel like that was really a good example of that the UN general secretary, uh, secretary general. There were a number of people who in her, in, in the course of this film, you see them and you see exactly what she's talking about, what she's experiencing. Yeah, I, I think Greta is in a sense, uh, she's not a political figure in that sense. She's, she's actually fairly anti-establishment in the sense that, that she has understood uh, that almost all politicians and that the political system when it comes to climate change is very much kind of uh, focused on on very kind of small measures and greenwashing and, and nudging when when what's needed is kind of more drastic action. And I think what she saw during this journey was when she came in with those facts. And as you said, this is not kind of many of the things that she's been taking up with these politicians in these inner rooms. They're not controversial. You know, no. it's like UN reports that has already been 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 you know discussed and been published. There's nothing new. But as soon as she kind of really went for the hard facts and for, for kind of the wanting to create some, some more kind of drastic measures and some kind of change, yeah. these politicians, you know, just ah, mama, clapped her on, on, on the head and, and took a selfie. And mm -hmm. I think that the film very clearly shows uh, how hard uh, it's been for not only her, but for the climate movement kind of banging their head against this brick wall of, of, of kind of, of the establishment and, and, and and uh, and policymakers. Right. You know, that's the thing. The U.S. military, the Pentagon, has recognized since the early 2000s, I think 2003, 2002, they were putting out reports, their yearly analysis of the world in the future, what they call security threats, has been identifying climate, climate change, climate damage as the single greatest challenge facing the United States military. So this, I mean, you cannot get a more 
conservative kind of um, organization. And by the way, the U.S. Pentagon, the U.S. military is the largest consumer of fossil fuels in the entire world is a single entity. It's the largest consumer of fossil fuels. So that is and truly in which, you know, what we're talking about. I would like to remind our listeners that we're speaking with Nathan Grossman. He is the director and cinematographer on this incredible documentary film about Greta Thunberg called I Am Greta. The things that come up in terms of the political issues that she is addressing, the social cultural issues that she's addressing in terms of climate, we could talk about that all day long. But the thing that makes this film special is this relationship that she has with her father and with with the people that she meets along the way, getting to know her as just a young woman who likes to dance, who likes to spend time with her, with her her uh, her horse and her dogs and those things. It's such a beautiful portrait of her in that regard. Um, tell me a little bit about that level of confidence and 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 uh, that you had with her and she had with you in documenting all of these things and about well, her as a person as well. Yeah. No, but I think as as a documentarian, it's it's such a luxury to be able to work long term in the sense that uh, you get to know someone and you get to kind of gain their trust and you know and in that sense you get to follow along and and, and see so many other sides of, of of the person. And I think Greta in the media sometimes we've seen her very kind of one dimensional and, and like this stoic, angry young girl. And 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 the person that I I started to learn about was much more three dimensional. And, and much more kind of human. I think that's true to, to not only her, but many po- public figures that we see. Uh, and I wanted to show that in a, in a, in a film. And I think what, what's so fantastic with, with movie making is that you can spend one and a half hour in someone's kind of mind. And instead of doing uh, like uh, just like facts or, or just like uh, talking heads, I made a movie where you kind of could jump into her mind and understand how she sees the world. and and see the world from her point of view to some extent uh, in, in that in that movie and then you understand that in her world there's lots of of different things and lots of as you say uh, love for animals and 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 a very funny uh, kind of uh, humor uh, and a very kind of ironic uh, attitude to some things and also as you say a very interesting relationship with her father which i think many teenagers out there and parents will recognize traveling with with her and her father. I remember in the beginning, I had to kind of bite my lip not to laugh sometimes because I recognized so much how it was being a teenager myself with all those kind of bantering and, and, and you know, stuff that was going, going yeah. on. Uh, so I wanted to bring that into the film and, and, and intertwine that with the kind of public persona and and this huge issue that was kind of always kind of looming in the background. Yeah, yeah. That scene with her, it, she's editing a piece for a, for a website, and her father is telling her she's done enough. There's, they've got enough to, to don't worry about this. And she just turns him and says, "Hush," <laughs> just sort of waves him off. <laughs> so it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just so fun. I mean, there's just so. I'm so glad I'm. I got a chance to get to know her, and uh, and. Well, the last thing I'll say about the I am Greta, and that is that speech that she does give at the United Nations, is uh, I played it on my my radio show. Just that speech, because it's just so powerful, it's so direct, and it's and there's no getting around what she's saying. There's no getting around it. No, but I I think I think in a sense, the movie kind of explains that speech in a way where, as you get to know her and you you get to spend time inside her mind and then you know the, the the narration of the movie 
uh, is kind of we I did like lots and lots of interviews with her in her uh, living room just with a radio mic and she'd read from her diary like notes that she had to remember how she felt during that journey and 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 you know when you've spent that time inside that mind and you you've seen how she goes from nothing to becoming this this very kind of famous activist and then how all those hopes and dreams of kind of changing the world gets gets not kind of yeah, yeah you, you really see how how it is kind of good and going into the room seeing these leaders not doing enough uh just kind of uh taking selfies with you and then still continuing you, you understand kind of what was happening inside of her as we enter the united nations in a sense. yeah absolutely the film is i am greta it is currently uh, at uh, the doc nyc the uh, documentaries uh, film festival virtual film festival it will be premiering on hulu on this Friday, November 13th. Nathan Grossman, thank you so very much for spending some time with us here on Film School Radio. Thank you, Mike. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.